Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. You know, you could uh, you could challenge Pat today about watching the ball game during his show. You know, when Johnny announced the three o'clock start time, that's the first thing I thought of. Is we he's are going to get Roycey unplugged? No, remember he said I'm done with him. He did. So you could call him on that, and that that, that TCL our TCL broadcast studio, 55 inch TV, she'll go dark. Ooh, I don't know. He won't be able to help himself. He won't. He won't be able. To. No. What's the temperature? Uh, you've got 80. Where's the all-day rain? We got a little bit. Did you oh, not get any? Not a drop. Oh, I got a little bit out my way this morning. But, but, but you know but, what? It's coming. Is it really? I don't know. We'll find out. Well, we had Dave Dahl coming That's up, don't we? That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a minute. Where is this? Who is this? Well, I can't shake off this coyote stuff because of this... I called that woman today. I, I reached a live human being and asked for Molly Linares at Animal Control. You got a hold of her? Well, the woman, oh. a woman said, she's on the other line. Can I take a message? I gave her my name mm-hmm. and my cell phone number. Did they and, start laughing? And told her what I wanted. <laughs> and she's, she's not, apparently she's not going to return my call. Oh. But what I want to know is, do you have a family? Do you have children? Rads alerted me to... Uh, some research that I undertook on Wikipedia. There are 19 pages of documented coyote attacks on humans. So in other words, hundreds and hundreds, which still makes them rare because we have a lot of people in the country. We do, but deaths included. What's the age range of the human, human uh, three-year-old to, uh, to God knows. Uh, And, and, I just wanted to ask the woman who is welcoming coyotes to the city, would you be welcoming of them if you have little children playing out in your yard and all of a sudden one of these mangy, rotten animals shows up? But she won't call back. The public is poorly served by servants who won't return phone calls. Oh, it's 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 laughable. It's laughable. What is she afraid of? I don't know. And you obviously... Already conducted an interview, which is why we got this magnificent quote to begin with. Well, but it was, she, NPR would be a very safe place for a public servant to, to, to rest because they're not going to be challenged by very much. Tell us how you love the coyotes. Well, anyway, Downing, offsite correspondent, we'll get more from Downing later in the show because he came up with a great recommendation today. I'm going to give you a dramatic reading of Rudyard Kipling's poem, If... We're going to do that in the 2 o'clock hour. I did some research on the poem. Uh, but uh, Downing notes, if we're going to celebrate invading coyotes as proof of our clean water and welcoming city, why stop there? Yeah. Invasive carp, proof of our great <laughs> rivers and reputation for welcoming migrants, right? <laughs> Emerald ash borers, proof of our success in establishing an urban ash forest. Come on in. Stay positive. All are welcome here. All are welcome here. Come on. That's a great point. More uh, more from Downing uh, later in the show <clears throat> when I will give a dramatic uh, dramatic reading. You know, 
I thought more about the coyote quote the other day mm-hmm. from the young lady. The, the quote, if you're just listening, is the St. Paul Animal Control, whatever her title is, head of animal control in St. Paul, Molly Linares, uh, essentially said, we are pleased to have coyotes here. It's proof of our welcoming and clean city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wondered you're a moron, how man. many other people read that and went, oh, she's got a good point. I'm sure many. Uh, that's, and that's a real sign of trouble. Yeah. See, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to applaud the news gatherers. Oh. Wow. There was, do you recall, I believe it was last week, possibly even longer, that we tried to find out what kind of car a Nevada politician was driving because he boasted about always driving, what, about 140 miles an hour? I do remember this story. And I yes. desperately wanted to know the type of car, which was not in the story, but we later found it. Uh, run-of-the-mill Lexus or something, right? Okay. Yeah. And so I saw this headline today on the uh, uh, Five Eyewitness News website. Mm-hmm. Iowa driver hits 142 miles per hour right after being cited for speeding. And I read the story hoping, come on, come on. Come on. Somebody's got to tell me. Give me something. I need the car. Mm-hmm. I need to know what kind of car. Mm-hmm. An Iowa woman who was ticketed for speeding in Nebraska perhaps did not take the citation seriously. Deputies clocked her driving at 142 MPH as she accelerated away from getting the ticket. The Lincoln County Sheriff's Office says the 30-year-old, 31-year-old woman from Council Bluffs was eventually arrested on suspicion of willful, reckless driving after deputies caught up with her for a second time early Saturday. No go zone, do you think? How stupid is this You get this a speeding woman? ticket and you roar away as getting Peel out. <laughs> yeah. Deputies first stopped the... 2018 Ford Mustang. Nice. We got the car. There we go. Around 1 a.m. Saturday on Interstate 80 near North Platte after it was recorded driving 92 in a 75. The driver was cited and told she could leave. But she took off at speed and the deputies gave chase, using radar to clock her driving at 142. Online court records do not indicate formal charges. And that's the end of the story. But, but so, yeah, reporting still leaves a lot to be desired because... Uh, it would be interesting to know why why she would would flaunt uh, the speed of her car right in front of officers. Uh, why and, she would do so immediately after already getting a ticket for uh, speeding. Her insurance is going to be cost prohibitive. And I wonder too, what was the urgency? Were you was there an emergency of some kind? Were you late for something? I want to know the reason mm, why. Nothing good happens at 1 a.m. No. But no uh, no mention of alcohol here. Well, that's a good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Did she think two people? Oh, I can't get two. I already got one. They're not going to stop me again. I <laughs> have to laugh. She's outwitted herself. Mm. Uh, it's 80 degrees, mm-hmm. humid, mm-hmm. and uh, reason cannot compete with hysteria today when i have my early lunch i can't watch cnn anymore it's too predictable i turn to the weather channel 10:30 yep turn to the weather channel and was treated to uh oh, 5 minutes of the uh, weather channel people showing me a box of melting crayons no mm-hmm. <laughs> melting crayons I, I can't compete with that <laughs> Everyone my age, perhaps younger, distinctly remembers frying an egg on the street. It was fun. When you were a kid. Yes. Look at how hot it is. You know, if it occurred to us, 
But we were more conscientious then. We wouldn't have wasted them. No. Although we wasted the egg. If it would have occurred to us, you could have taken a box of crayons mm-hmm. out onto an asphalt driveway mm-hmm. on a 100-degree summer afternoon and gather around and watch them melt. There it goes. There they go. There goes the yellow. In fact, you can make cool designs with it. You got that's a little what, blue, a little that, pink. That's what they were showing today. Look sure. at the look at the artistry that flows from these melting crayons. I don't know if it was in Waco or Death Valley or wherever. Is you, that something you could buy at the, uh, what's the art gallery we always mention? What? Remember you were giving out the names of, is it the Edina Art Fair? Is that the one we always cite every year when well, it comes Well, there's up? always a big Edina Art Fair. I thought there was one that was more, a little Island bit more. Fest just completed. That's essentially an art fair. Because you read the names of some of the exhibits one time, and I captured all of those, and they were fantastic. Hmm. Well, in any event, uh, reason increasingly finds it difficult to compete with hysteria. Much of the country is having a hot summer. Sorry. that's It's happened before. I'm going to rain man this thing. I know you did this. I don't know what you're talking about. It was it, there were the, there was an art exhibit, and each uh, piece, whether it was had an odd title, had an odd title, and you were reading those off. Yeah, and that's where I'm wondering is if this would qualify then for that particular the art fair. The oh cr- yeah, oh, the crayons would fit in. There. Put it up for yeah. sale. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. All right, I'm going to save you some trouble, readers. All right. I think Trump is a classless slime ball. But, but, don't call readers with your profanity-laced tirades. But, as I read about Cohen releasing the tape of a conversation he had with Trump about paying off Kara McDougal, I'm... It's really hard to keep track of the loose women here. Where's the crime? What's the crime? To, the best way I can summarize this is women start coming out of the woodwork about two months before they realize this guy could potentially be the president of the United States. I'm going to cash in here. In the McDougal case, it sounds like Trump and Cohen discussed paying her to keep quiet. So what? I, I'm struggling to find the crime. The crime would be if there's evidence, and I haven't seen any suggestion of this, that there would be evidence that the money he offered her would have come specifically from campaign finance funds. Mm-hmm. That would be a crime. Yes. But if he wants to write a check or or even pay cash to a woman to say, hey, 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 can we just keep here? Here's 150 grand or whatever. Will that be enough? Will you just shut up? Will you not talk about this? Somebody explain to me what the crime is. Staff? Anyone? Anyone? Um, I, I don't think there, what what's the crime? There isn't a crime, but it's a really bad look. Well, of course it is. But everything he does basically is is fraught with his own uh, classlessness. But that doesn't mean it's illegal. I, I, it just fills the cable television hour after hour after hour. What in God's name is the crime? Tom? 
Hey, Joe. What's the crime? You know, I think you've stumbled upon a salient point because I've seen and heard a number of people saying, aha, the right was so against Bill Clinton for what happened with Monica Lewinsky. Mm -hmm. But what they're not pointing out is the distinction that, yeah, I concur with you. He's a bit of a scumbag when it comes to his treatment of women. But as far as I know, Trump said nothing under oath. No, and he wasn't wasn't president at the time. Exactly. You know, he's just a guy that likes women, probably par for course, paying people off to keep quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's abysmal behavior, Mm -hmm. but it it was not against the law. And I, I think, Joe, that no one put it any better than Roseanne did, that if these folks are simply after President Pence, keep talking. But I have a feeling that that half the population is so dumb, they think if Trump's impeached, Hillary gets ushered in. (laughs) Good luck. All right. I don't mind going after Trump for stuff that you should... We've already established that he is a... uh, that he's essentially classless. That's that's pretty well documented. It's it's pretty well evident to anyone paying attention to the news. But I I don't know why he is would not be allowed to meet with his own lawyer, not under oath, not the president of the United States, and say, "Look, I'm two months away. We could win this thing." Uh, we got this, we got to deal with this Karen McDougal. What, what should we write her a check? Should we pay cash? What should we do? Uh, why Cohen taped it and why he thinks the tape is somehow uh, important to his surviving some criminal accusation. I'm sorry, I've lost track. I, I, it's, it's so tawdry that I, I, I'm not terribly, terribly interested in it. I would be more terribly interested in it if, if there was some definition here of a crime that I'm missing. What's line two, Chris? Ronaldo? Hey, how are you, Joe? Good. Good. Just a quick comment for you. First of all, Trump did not force himself on any women. Anything he did, they agreed with. Clinton, on the other hand, raped Juanita Broderick, well, mistreated Paula Jones, Kathleen Willey, and others. So there is a huge distinction between what he did as a private citizen 15 years ago. Number two. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in even bringing Clinton into this discussion. I'm just merely wondering, why, why am I supposed to be outraged that Trump, and whose behavior does not surprise me, why, why should I be outraged that he and his lawyer figured out, let's, hey, let's see if she'll shut up if we pay her. What's right. the crime? There's, there's, there's no crime at all. There's nothing that happened. Uh, if he was paying her to maybe uh, salve his reputation or something, that's one thing, but it's not illegal. There's nothing he's done that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And yeah. secondarily, the whole FISA deal, which I know you might not be talking about, but it was based on that dossier. And that dossier by law, had to be vetted by the FBI. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Uh, th- this was the danger in doing this. I, I'm, I'm not terribly interesting in, uh, interested in, uh, in, in turning this into canonization of Trump. I think Trump's a bad guy. I think he's a lousy guy. I merely am saying I'm not particularly outraged that he met with his lawyer to pay off a dame. And why are we in this, whenever the conversation comes up, 
it's always if you discuss one individual, mm-hmm. the automatic comeback, whether you are pro or whether you are con, is well, what about what that person? Yeah, did? I, 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 why does that? I that, didn't. That doesn't to, matter. I didn't intend to bring uh, Clint no. into this. I, I just no, I know you didn't. But it's 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 hard to ignore in this business. Because this is the lead story now on many websites. You know, Cohen the rat, because he turned the... I'm reading and reading and reading, and uh, the crime is yet to be discovered, in my estimation, if in fact there is one. Well, you know the answer to that. There isn't one. Because, well, because it's it's all clickbait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in any event, uh, good luck to us all. I, I, I don't... I don't have time to get into what I want to get into next. Can I, um, Tim sent this to us. Mm-hmm. Molly Linares has a Facebook page. Okay. She is the St. Paul Animal Control uh, Director. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks ago, she posted an image, and it's a cartoon-like image. I know you can't maybe see that from there, of uh, a person tethered to a dinosaur with restraint saying, sleep safe tonight. Your animal control has the watch. I see. Well, we're we're not plagued by dinosaurs. Uh, we're we're plagued by uh, we're plagued by coyotes. Maybe I wish they... she'd return my call. I just want to know if she has a family. If she on. has little kids. Call us back. Because if she has little kids, she's she's thinking irresponsibly about them. I'm often in charge of a two year old. Let's put it this way. Yep. Let's say. Uh, uh, the mother of this two-year-old uh, places me in charge, and she's going to go off shopping or something. Mm-hmm. If a coyote would come along in the backyard yep. and eat the two-year-old, I'd be in trouble. I'd be in trouble. That's that's fair. Yeah, I don't think I'm out on a limb there. Oh, I think I'd be in a world of hurt. You know what I'm saying? I do. I Marines. Garage Logic Segment Number V. Here's John Hyde in the Garage Logic Newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Partly cloudy and 80 degrees. This update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store, proud sponsor of the Beer Show with Chris Reavers. Thursday nights. That's tonight, right? Is that tonight? No, it's tomorrow, boys. Tomorrow night. But it's to- this is Wednesday. I'm a day ahead. Pardon yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, six John's o'clock. in vacation mode, <laughs> as we say already. Maybe a little. Six o'clock. Jose Barrios, two relievers combined on a five-hitter, Eduardo Escobar had a three-run homer. Twins beat Toronto 5 to nothing last night. They'll go for a sweep in a game that starts a little after 3 this afternoon. Irv Santana makes his first start of the season for the Twins, coming off, of course, at surgery on a finger. And righty Sam Gaviglio pitches uh, for the Blue Jays, uh, the Twins, to make room for Irv uh, Taylor Motter was uh, designated for oh, assignment. Oh, no. Is he a hippie? He yep. is, yeah. Uh, it, it's been... Uh, pointless to get our hopes up, but, but look at this. You know, Pittsburgh beat the hell out of Cleveland last night, mm-hmm. and the Twins won their number. They're back to seven games under five hundred, and they're seven and a half out. This division is a complete <laughs> and utter. Well, in other words, you can still win the dang thing. You can, but what do we got, Johnny? Six days now till the trading deadline. Yeah, and, and four of those are against the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm not saying I said it's yeah. pointless to get your hopes up, but it's funny that. 
you come out of the despair of Kansas City and suddenly you're back to seven games <laughs> under 500 and seven and a half out. Well, that's what's well, been so weird about this team is they've lost six games to Kansas City, but they took two of three from Boston right. at Target Field. Yeah, right. What if uh, they play, you know, they stay seven and a half, six and a half out? They have Cleveland first thing when they come back into town. What if they're six and a half out and they maybe sweep Cleveland? Wouldn't that be something? That'd be exciting. <laughs> I am yeah, done with them. Yeah. <laughs> News notes from today. Ramsey County has charged Ivan Walker with sexually assaulting and kidnapping a teen who was in a St. Paul home the same night a woman was found dead under suspicious circumstances. Investigators have charged Walker with first-degree kidnapping and first-degree criminal sexual conduct. The death of 39-year-old Crystal Hollins remains under investigation, according to police. The complaint reveals graphic details that Hollins was found dead in her bed uh, with bodily fluid streaming out of her nose and a plastic straw protruding from it. Apparently, he said he wanted to make Hollins' death look like a suicide. The teen who was assaulted told police she saw Walker snort cocaine from a CD case next to the body. Court documents report Walker assaulted the teen several times. The records in Illinois say Walker's wife sought an emergency protection order against her husband last year for physical abuse. The criminal complaint also says Walker has a warrant out for his arrest in St. Louis County, Missouri for a parole violation. Did I read he's from East St. Louis? That's mm-hmm. correct. What's he yes. doing here? Don't know. Apparently, he was known to the family. I did read that this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, prosecutors plan to ask for three quarters of a million dollars in bail. You ever been to East St. Louis? I sure not. have. Mm-hmm. It's not a nice neck of the woods. Isn't that where Chevy Chase gets stuck on the on the <laughs> vacation movie? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Holmes, how are you? What it is, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, isn't East St. Louis where Chuck Berry's from, I think? Also? Well, East St. Louis is in Illinois. Yes. East St. Yeah. Louis, Illinois. Uh, it might be, yeah. A McDonald's franchise has entered into a settlement agreement with the city of Minneapolis after the city claims it underpaid its employees. According to a release from the city, the settlement ensures that the McDonald's franchise at 210 East Lake Street will pay more than 20 grand in back wages and penalties owed under Minneapolis's minimum wage ordinance. The release says the city's civil rights department will conduct training for managers of the franchise, will hold a separate roundtable with owners, managers, and workers. Minneapolis's minimum wage ordinance went into effect at the beginning of 2018. In July, the minimum wage increased, requir- uh, requiring large companies pay workers $11.25. President Trump accusing China today of targeting American farmers in what he called a vicious way and using them as leverage to get concessions on trade. He tweeted, China is targeting our farmers, who they know I love and respect, as a way of getting me to continue allowing them to take advantage of the U.S. We were being nice until now. Tariffs put in place by the president have cost U.S. farmers, and yesterday the administration announced a $12 billion program to help farmers offset the costs. The president's own party not happy about that program. Yesterday, several speaking out about it, calling it a solution to a problem that was created by the administration. Then today, Republican Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota said farmers in his state have already been hurt by the trade war, losing millions in lost orders. Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska urged Trump on Twitter to recognize that trade assistance is no substitute for trade itself. Uh, Meanwhile, the president may be with another problem at home. Melania Trump's spokeswoman says the first lady will watch whatever she wants to on television. Stephanie Grisham, the spokeswoman. Were they having a fight over the remote? Well, there was earlier this week, uh, there was a report that President Trump was unhappy that his wife's television aboard Air Force One was tuned to CNN. Oh. During a recent trip to Europe, the Times said Trump was raging at his staff for breaking a rule that each trip begin with each TV in Air Force One being tuned, of course, 
to Fox News. Mm-hmm. Trump, uh, avid, avid Fox viewer who regularly disparages CNN as fake news. Well, I have a serious question. Oh, I don't God. mean it. I don't okay. know. God, I don't. Let's stop. I don't want this to result in <laughs> oh. Reavers getting inundated. Oh, he had some good ones while you were. Uh, How can there be break. a Trump library? And I don't mean this facetiously. He doesn't write anything. He's a TV guy and a tweeter. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Maybe the country will save. It's a ray of hope. The country's going to save a lot of money because there won't have to be a Trump library. There. There you go. Yeah. Ray of hope. Ray of hope. A woman. Was John, a, you're not funny at I'm, all, by I, the way. You're not funny at all. I offered to Chris to give up my 10 minutes to, you know, perhaps do the subject you were talking about earlier, Joe, and he could just take No, we're calls, done but, with that. We're oh, going to move okay. on. All right. Yeah. A woman was able to leap from her car. After it fell into a large sinkhole that opened in Sheridan, a suburb of Denver, a photo shared by Sheridan Police Chief Mark Campbell shows the vehicle submerged in water underneath the road. Massive sinkhole opened up in the eastbound lanes of the road. Fortunately, the woman was able to jump before the car was fully swallowed. Did you guys see the video of this? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it, it wouldn't be a good situation to be in. Uh, the uh, area, according to the Sheridan Police Department, uh, there's no word on when it will reopen. A storm dumped up to two inches of rain in 30 minutes on parts of the southern Denver metro area. Little Lynn, Sheridan, Inglewood, and Centennial were all under flash flood warnings in that area. A huge lake of salty water appears to be buried deep in Mars raising the possibility of finding life on the Red Planet. That discovery, based on observations by a European spacecraft, generated excitement from experts. Water, of course, essential to life as we know it. And scientists have long sought to prove that the liquid is present on Mars. Cassie Sturman is a geophysicist at the University of Texas. She says if these researchers are right, this is the first time we've found evidence of a large body on Mars. Scott Hubbard, a professor of uh, astronautics at Stanford University who served as NASA's first Mars program director, called it tremendously exciting. He said back when he worked there, their mantra was follow the water. Does that excite you? Not. I'm not excited by particularly. this. Particularly. No. Sure excited these guys, though. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they do. The study was published Wednesday in the journal Science. It doesn't determine how deep the actual reservoir is. I feel like I should be excited by it, but I'm not. I can't work myself up to it. You know why? Is it that surprising? That's not surprising. I, you know, I don't care if they if there was water on Mars. You have no opinion. I, you're, you're 4%. It'd be like I if no I was opinion. taking a poll. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, what I always think is when I see those stories... If there is life, isn't it just going to be little microscopic? Of course, amoebas. It's not something. going to have anything to do with us. It's not going to be like horses. No, arms and legs. <laughs> Why would there be a horse no, on goats Mars? flying around. <laughs> flying goats. Coyotes. Coyotes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coyotes. coyotes. Radioactive coyotes. They, they are welcome in be St. Welcome. Paul. There right. you come. come on right in. We got a hell of a town for you. <laughs> in Ohio, police say two men on a motorcycle with the passenger holding a large boxed fish tank were arrested. After an officer passed them while responding to a pet store's report of a stolen aquarium, <laughs> they stole an aquarium and left on a motorcycle. Yeah, in the still in the box, uh, driving the passenger carrying it. Wow! The Niles, Ohio Police Facebook page we gotta make a quick getaway. Get out of here! Says the passenger jumped off when police spotted them breaking the aquarium. Oh. Another officer found the bike at another location and a what he called nervous-looking man pruning a tree with his bare hands behind a home. <laughs> 
Don Knotts. <laughs> Nothing to see here. No. He was identified as the bike's operator. Wow. Niles Municipal Court officials say 52-year-old Mitchell Adkins and 46-year-old Christopher Binion have pleaded not guilty to theft charges. Binion also pleaded not guilty to traffic charges. The public defender assigned to represent both men in the case declined to comment on the case. Uh, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Dahl is coming up. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 80 degrees. Thanks to a little sunshine popping through the clouds uh, this morning and early this afternoon. Now up to the north, there's a cool front that's starting to pop some showers and storms uh, between about Alexandria and St. Cloud. From there, it stretches all the way down to about the Marshall area in southwestern Minnesota. Those scattered showers and storms are going to come through here this evening, so we're going to still get a, a chance at an evening shower or a thunderstorm. Some of those could be strong. There's a isolate or a slight chance for uh, some scattered showers and storms that become severe from the Twin Cities area southward. So we still have that slight chance. 60 for the overnight low tonight as skies clear late. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, breezy, and cool. High temperature in the upper 60s, close to 70. Definitely a fall-like day tomorrow. And then mostly sunny and mild for Friday, back up to 77. We're going to stay in the upper 70s Saturday and Sunday. Some isolated thunderstorms are possible in the afternoon, both Saturday and Sunday. Next week, it jumps back into the middle 80s for highs for Tuesday and Wednesday. Again, today, Joe, probably getting up to about 82 or 83, but the clouds are increasing quickly. And some showers and storms developing up to our north, they may come through this evening. Again, it's 80 right now, Joe. All right, thank you. That Trump and his wife's TV stories amuses me. You would think that with all she's got on him, she can watch whatever she wants. Well, anyway. Last week, I believe, no, was it last week or? When when did this discussion come up about the University of Minnesota uh, possibly uh, instituting a program to let students choose from a variety of pronouns they would wish to be addressed by? It's hard to keep them all separate. It is. The Zer and Z and mm-hmm. they. And, and it wasn't that long ago. But but what was astonishing about it, A, it's just nonsense. It's just a bunch of kids play acting. But B, they wish to attach to the uh, insistence of the use of these made-up non-words that if you didn't use them, you could be fired. Right. And and I have another example of where the left is is, is getting so bold now. That if you don't adhere to their whims, however capricious they might be, you could be fired or jailed or whatever. Uh, there's already been talk about jailing people who don't believe in global warming. No. B as in B, S as in S. Well, listen to this. Oh, no. Santa Barbara, California, earlier this month passed an ordinance authorizing hefty fines and even possible jail sentences for violators who dole out plastic straws at restaurants, bars, and other food establishments. Okay, we're, we're all on board. We, we don't want whales to uh, have uh, their bellies full of plastic. Right. Uh, we, we're all, we we're get there. it. We, we get it. Yep. But you're not throwing anybody into jail if they give Gladys Kravitz a straw with her iced tea. Are you out of your mind? The ordinance cites penalties for uh, from the city's municipal code for a fine not exceeding $1,000 and imprisonment for a term not exceeding six months. 
Seattle, which in the beginning of July became the first major city in the U.S. to ban plastic straws, only fines businesses 250 bucks per offense. And I guess you you don't go to jail in Seattle. Uh, it's unlikely the maximum penalties would be imposed in Santa Barbara. Well, I don't know why it would be unlikely. That's where we're headed. The The real problem with this, too, do you know who's going to ultimately suffer as a result of this? It isn't any whales. individual or the whales. It's going to be the business owner. Right. Uh, Assistant City Attorney Scott Vincent told Reason.com that criminal charges would be pursued after repeat violations and if there were aggravating circumstances. What could that possibly be? Forcing someone to take a straw? Here, you're taking hey, this no, straw. no, this is you. This is right you. now. You're taking this straw. The Santa Barbara ordinance goes into effect in 2019, was supported by all but one city council member, and comes at a time of growing concern about plastic. Oh, yeah, we got that. Santa Barbara bore a trifecta of responsibility, said council member Kristen Snedden, the Santa Barbara Independent reported, noting the city's location along the coast, affluent population, and status as a tourist destination. While the ban does have a few exceptions, it does not include one that many other municipalities have added an exemption for the disabled. Because you remember, when the hue and cry first developed about the plastic straw bans, the disability uh, community, Foghornable, weighed in and said, what about us? Yeah, what what are we supposed to do? They had some justification there. So I guess now you have to amend all these ordinances to provide some means of providing a straw to someone who may not have use of their hands, for example. I'm just glad to hear this and knowing that the state of California and the city of Santa Barbara has everything figured out, that this is our main problem right now. Mm -hmm. Straws. The city joined a growing list of municipalities and private businesses to ditch the plastic straws. Uh, Starbucks uh, did it. Uh, uh, They were joined by Marriott International and American Airlines. On Tuesday, the Board of Supervisors in California's second largest city, San Francisco, gave unanimous approval to a measure banning plastic straws alongside carry-out containers and wrappers treated with fluorinated chemicals. Supervisor Katie Tang called the negative environmental impact of single-use plastics astronomical. San Francisco has been a pioneer of environmental change, and it's time for us to find alternatives to the plastic that is choking our marine ecosystems and littering our streets, she said. Well, I'm, I'm not in disagreement. Where I'm in disagreement is you ain't throwing some Betty Lou working at the IHOP into jail because she gives somebody a plastic straw. So legislation requires a second approval, which is expected next week, and the ban would go into effect July 1st. 2019, along with a new requirement to make napkins, utensils, and other to-go accessories available only upon request, unless a self-serve station is available where people can take what they need. Hmm. The danger is, you saw it here with the pronouns at the U, which really needs to be pushback on that. That shouldn't even exist, much less should you be punished for it. Uh, and now uh, straws in uh, Santa Barbara. You give somebody a straw, you could be facing jail time. We will throw you in the slam. Uh, it, it, you, you can just extrapolate this and see where this would go. Uh, oh, you, you, if you didn't properly recycle, you. Could oh go yeah. To jail. If, oh, if, if you. Uh, You're opening up a major can of worms with this one. Because then, what's to say? I'm preaching but somewhere. the but the ordinance in Santa Barbara it permits jail time. 
Then they, they always are in a rush to say, you know, we probably wouldn't use it. But it's there. But, but the hell you wouldn't use it. Mm-hmm. You're Nazis. You're straw Nazis. You'd throw somebody in the hooskow. I like the circular ones the kids have. Those are neat. I uh, Watch the milk go through. We've been through this. We all wonder, how does my plastic straw end up in the ocean? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it probably can. And it probably has. I don't want to be responsible for uh, a whale choking to death. Uh, but I recycle my plastic. Now we have another problem there. We're getting windmilled because of Chinese reaction to tariffs. They're no longer interested in buying the, uh, the recyclables to turn it into other stuff. So now it, we could reach the point where recycling might end. Then what do we do? And I'm an excellent recycler. Yes, you are. I, I'm very dutiful about it. Let me guess. Does the bin go out? On time, every time? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't just throw stuff into my bin willy-nilly. It's sorted. Well, bag, uh, bags of bottles and cans and bags of paper. And my cardboard is correctly cut up with a dedicated uh, instrument that I have for that. What do you call them? Box cutters. I'm a very good, I like to break down cardboard, okay? I started in the cardboard industry at Horner Waldorf. Well, right. And it's coming full circle with me now down on my hands and knees in the yard with a box cutter. Cutting up again. the cardboard that I once made. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Suchere. Offsite correspondent Kelsey notes, in 2011, I had an office on Rice Street just south of 694 in Little Canada. A dead doe showed up right outside my office one morning, so I put out a trail camera. It didn't take long to see who would show up. They reduced that very large doe to nothing more than a skeleton in just a few days. Imagine what a pack of coyotes like these four would do to a kid if hungry enough. Oh, man. As you see in the daytime photo, they had no fear. They would come all day long to eat as I stood on the patio about 30 feet away. I sent these photos to Bill Lunn at the time, and KSTP came out and did a story using some of my photos. Feel free to post these. I just forwarded this to you, Chris, so you can post these to the Garage Logic site. They will be up shortly. I don't want to put the welcome mat out for these mangy, rotten bottom feeders. But, but all are welcome here. Oh, that's true. All are welcome here. Well, then you got to have the invasive carp and the emerald uh, ash borer beetle. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. We are going to uh, do a version of Author's Corner called Poet's Corner when we come back, and I will uh, have an explanation for you.